is up, internets? Welcome to the Randy King Live podcast, episode 32. What is up, internets? Thank you once again for joining us for the Randy King Live ep- or debate show. Uh, today we have another great debate for you. We have a, a, a friend of mine that I met at Violence Dynamics on the show, and I'm re- he was very patient booking. As some of you know, I was sick. So sick, I thought I was dying. It was the ultimate man flu. And uh, I had to reschedule a ton of stuff. And so luckily, our guest Joe today was very nice. And uh, we've been wanting to do this for a bit. We've been bouncing back and forth for, it feels like a month. So I'm really excited to do this episode. Uh, number one, right off the bat, just so people understand the show. Maybe you know who Joe is. You have no idea who the hell I am. And you're just watching this because you're supporting Joe. Uh, how the show works is very simple. This is a debate-based podcast where I play the devil's advocate. So what we do is we decide on a topic ahead of time. And then we decide, we let the guests decide what side they want to take. And then I always take the opposite side of the debate. Now, this is a debate-based format, not an argument-based format. What's the difference, you ask? Let me tell you. A debate is based off just proving your point. And so for the first part of this podcast, we're only going to be debating our point. We're not going to be debating our feelings or ethics or emotions on the subject. We're just going to present cold, hard facts in order to prove our point across. If you do want to hear our actual thoughts on the topic, that is in what we call final thoughts. It exists only on Patreon behind a paywall for only $5 USD a month. So if you want to check that out, every episode has the final thoughts. Um, they're all very good. The response a lot of people under- get is it's a second podcast with the same guest where we talk about the actual thing. So if you're looking for more on this subject, please jump over there. Every episode has them. There's 32 episodes over there. If you're on the $5 level, you also get all the episodes of Talking to Savages and all the bonus content of Talking to Savages as well. So it's it's the Netflix of podcasts if you like my voice. Um, how the show works, again, like I said, is we're debating our point. So in order to do that, there's a couple of rules set so we don't uh, become an internet comment section. So number one is we start as friends, we leave as friends. So I've talked to Joe multiple times uh, over the internet. We met at Biodynamics. Joe was very supportive during the fire and sent me some stuff. In fact... The a Violence Dynamics shirt that I own now came from Joe. So that was very nice. Uh, next is, so in order to do that, we have to make sure that we're not going to break into a angry place. We want to make sure that everything is good. So we're just going to be at our points, not our feelings. The next thing is I sent ahead of time 15 logic fallacies that we're going to use in order to keep the conversation going and concise. So if you want to know what these 15 logic fallacies are, feel free to jump onto episode one of the Randy King Live podcast where I walk them out in a very light manner. Now, uh, this is the first time Joe's done this. I'm still not 100% great at the logic fallacy. So you as the listener, it's your job to see if we break one of those uh, logic fallacies. So if you hear us break a fallacy in the debate, send me the time of the debate that we did it. I will look at it. If I can't debate my way out of it, how it's not a uh, logic fallacy, then I will promote whatever you want me to promote while doing push-ups on your page. So I'll do push-ups and I will promote your fit tea, your detox regiment, your third eye chakra opening course, whatever you want. I got this because uh, we're trying to keep the show as honest as possible. Um, don't forget to share, obviously like, subscribe and all the other stuff. So let's get into the show. Joe, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh Thank you for having me. This place is nice. Uh, I uh, <laughs> probably just, I'm Joe, just your average friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, just your average martial arts guy. Um, started doing martial arts in about 1983, took the 90s off, but I've pretty much been going full-time since 99, so about 25 years of training, 10 years of teaching, 
currently on style number five when I get the time. That's awesome. What's your fifth style? What are you doing now? Uh, that's a Filipino martial art called Bahad Zabu. And that is uh, a collection of all the styles that Yuli Romo has studied. He was one of the first uh -huh. two guys who bothered Antonio Illustrissimo enough that they would teach him, him and Tony Diego. So That's awesome. Uh, I got to train under Tony Diego. It was really cool. Um, and that's uh, so Filipino. So everybody, like most people do Japanese martial arts. And so when my friends nerd out about Japanese martial arts, I'm always like, who, what? But yeah, I'm like, Robo, I know that name. Woo, I can nerd out for a second. I'm, awesome. I'm the opposite where I, I did Japanese martial arts and people yeah. were always like, all right, you're doing the judo now, but man, if you started doing the kendo, like you're one knee injury away from, and I never wanted to do the Japanese sword. I've liked the Filipino martial arts for 20 years and people are like, you got to get that, you got to start working that Japanese sword. It's the same movements as Aikido and Jiu-Jitsu. I just want to do FMA. Is that cool? And they're like, no. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, uh, I think the first time I met, met Roy Miller, he uh, he asked what style he did, and I said FMA. And this is back when Roy was less big time yep. politically correct. And uh, and so, uh, take with a grain of salt, listeners. I'm not I'm not flaming the great sacred Rory Miller. Don't send me hate mail. Uh, but he said uh, he's like, oh, Filipino martial arts. Say, I like to study arts where the culture has won a war. I was like, oh, I that too. yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good one. So I... the debate we're having today is uh, we've kind of bounced back and forth what the topic is, but the topic effectively is should you even bother taking martial arts at all? And so where this kind of concept came from was. Uh, like that there are negatives to taking martial arts. So we're going to work that out in the debate. Joe, what side of this debate are you taking? I think you always um, have to play the evil side. So um, <laughs> today I will let you be Bret Hart and I will be like Ric Flair. I will be the evil person today. So let I'll be taking... Best... Woo! Woo! Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be saying that uh, martial arts are terrible, and you'd be a lot better off not doing them. Awesome. And so I'm taking the pro martial arts side, and I think we're talking primarily martial arts. So we're not angling to the self-defense side of this. We're probably not going to angle. The, we're talking to straight, like, martial arts. Does that make I, sense? Uh, yeah, and I think it'll work into the self-defense a little bit, but not, not um, exclusively. Awesome. All right, cool. So as uh, as listeners know, if you've heard the show before, if you haven't, Joe gets up to four minutes for his opening statement. So, Joe, you may go. Okay, I've started my watch. So for the purposes of this discussion, I'm going to let you represent the um, striking arts. I think it was on a Talking to Savages. There's your free plug, which yeah. will hopefully save me when I commit a logical fallacy. But you were talking about CTE damage and stuff, and I've only had a couple minor concussions. I'm good with that. I'll be representing the um, throwing and grappling styles, or if you're young, the falling styles, as I call them. So for the better part of 20 years, four to six days a week, I was thrown on my back and one hip about 100 times. And then I had 20-year-old weightlifters trying to bend my arms and legs off and drop me on my head. Um, there's been times I've had my hands and feet go numb, pins and needles going through one leg. It's taken me three or four tries to get out of a car. I've had to use a cane. I spent thousands of dollars on physical therapy. And, um, you know, what do I have to show for that? I have some pajamas in the closet, a couple pieces of paper, and a belt or two. And I could have bought all that stuff on eBay. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I think... I'd be a lot better off if I hadn't done martial arts. And here's the important thing. If I just taken up a healthy, normal hobby, I would be way better off right now. And that's my story. 
That's fair. Okay, so I guess, um, what do you define as a healthy hobby? Sure. Um, there's a ton of those. I think if you did any other hobby, <laughs> say, um, if I'd if I'd been doing yoga instead, I'd be way better off now. But if I'd been golfing, if I'd been taking a cooking class, if I'd been fishing, if I'd just been a sports fan like so many people right. are, there's cool. anything. Pick anything. That makes sense. So I guess uh, I have to take the opposite side of the debate, and this is the side that obviously is, I think, it's not easier. I actually think you have the easier side of the debate, but this is the one I'm more passionate about. Woo! And so my counter, <laughs> that was good. My, my ca- it was better than your first one. My that counter, was. my counter argument on this is going to be that while, yes, because uh, you focus pretty heavily on injuries there. Yes, while injuries occur in martial arts, they occur in every single sport. The worst injury I ever got, I was doing parkour, uh, which is not a martial art, and also I should not do parkour. I'm a big dude. <laughs> Uh, but I thought I was a parkour body and I blew my ankle. Um, I've been hurt playing football, basketball. Um, I've seen people, uh, there's, there's equal amounts of rates at almost every kind of physical activity. Now, if you take fishing or cooking, those are different things, right? Burns and cuts are very rare. Um, but I think if we're talking basic skill building, the benefits from martial arts, I think outweigh the, the negatives. And in the, and I guess you're going to use this line against me that I put on Facebook yesterday, but uh, the character building. <laughs> the, uh, I'm trying the, to keep the clean rating, so I won't say the word. That was the, yeah, just, that's fine. Uh, the, the, the character building, the, the learning about your body, the testing yourself. And I think the last thing that's really important and which is being lost in the modern world is crucibles. So going through something hard in order to earn something is being lost in the world. And martial arts is one of the only, is one of the last bashes of places where if you're training at a good martial arts school, there is a crucible you have to go through to earn your belt. You can't buy it. You can't, like you said, you can buy it on eBay, but you like, it's fake, right? You can't, you can't buy it. You can't, the only way, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's unenforceable. It's unenforceable. So if, if you go through this crucible, that is super character building. And I think it primarily in the modern times, we're, we've lost that rite of passage and martial arts still has that, Joe. I think if, um, First off, I think with other sports that you talked about, most people are done with those by high school with, okay. say, like hockey or football or whatever. Um, I would also say that if I had taken up another hobby, say I did a triathlon, say I ran a marathon, I could do those the rest of my life. And the achievements I got in martial arts, like, say, um, you know, I I got passed on a test, you know, I passed a test and I could go talk to my friends and be like, hey, I passed. And they'd be like, what did you get? Another stripe on your belt? No, we don't really do that. So what do you have? <laughs> I-, I don't know. So right. I think the achievements, I don't think the achievements in martial arts are any better than the achievements I could get in any other athletic hobby that I could do the rest of my life. Interesting. So uh, what I guess, so you said that people often stop uh uh, those sports at high school that I, I've seen it. This is a definitely a sample size issue. I've definitely seen the opposite. There's a lot of people I know that still play pick up basketball. They're still running. Um, when I blew my ankle and this is a personal thing. So I don't know. I think we're okay for fallacies, but when I blew my ankle out, the doctor, he said that this is the most common injury for men your age who are still active. Right? So he didn't say active in what it's just active in general. Like the body's going to break down no matter what. Um, and so achievements and crucibles are different. And I think I'm going to be, I'm going to play the synonym game here, but an achievement is something that you gain through uh, whatever. So my daughter got an achievement. My daughter, she's got a hundred percent her last eight tests. So they got, she got like a little thing for it. Uh, that's an achievement. That's not a crucible. That's, that's just something that happens. There wasn't no, really, there was no skin in the game for that thing. Right. So an achievement, like a team achievement of 
of winning a championship, you might have won that on the bench. Martial arts is one of the only places where it's all about you. You're the person that does it. And again, I have to I have to default to, like you said, I, I can't disagree. There's lots of places where like, oh, good job, Johnny. Your, your check cleared. Here's your junior black belt. I get that. That exists. Yeah. But uh, if you're looking at a school where there's a real live energy pressure testing, let's uh, let's use BJJ as an example. Normally I pick on BJJ, sure. and I don't mean to, but I'm going to use it as a... <laughs> And I'm going to use this example. I just did BJJ yesterday. I finally got to my first yeah. lesson this year, finally. Uh, yeah. But BJJ is one of the last arts where the belt actually kind of means something, right? The belt is enforceable. The people are pretty good. And again, every school is done. But in general, of all the black belts out there, it's one of the most respectable ones. It takes about 10 years. Uh, it takes a lot of training and time. So I think just having that level of dedication is there. And in order to get the achievements in Martial arts, especially in ones that are long-term, you have to stick with it. So that 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 tenacity is important. If I win a pickup basketball game playing one season, I never have to play again. I still am a champion. You're not still a champion. It takes that X amount of time to get there. So uh, while I agree you get achievements other places, I don't think the crucible exists. I don't think that really pushing yourself and finding out who you are uh, exists other than high level. Like for civilian baseline, that's our best place. Okay, um, possibly, but one thing I would say, too, is you're talking about good schools, mm -hmm. but, like, let's say we've both been around a while, and maybe we've both put in, like, what are the odds I will find a good school? Sure, sure. Yep. So, like, I don't want to, I don't want to pick on any schools either, but, um, I would also say, too, like, maybe I got my belt, I would say, who cares? Right. Outside of you, I mean, like most people go, oh, okay, so, and you got that cauliflower ear, like, yeah, isn't it cool? One of my kids just put up a picture, he can't put an earbud in his ear anymore. Oh, wow. But um, I would say if you choose martial arts as your hobby, um, like I know you go and watch the MMA, uh, there was a fight a couple fights ago where there was a guy, and he's super famous, and his son was finally going to compete, and everybody was all jazzed up. But one of the things the other guy was fighting for was, you know, like, against the honor of the family because he had gone to a different school. Oh, okay. So they were like, oh, you're never allowed to, to leave your first school. And what other hobby would I have to put up with that sort of like ownership and that sort of dogma? Sure. No, that makes sense. I can't, there's nothing I can say about that at all. I agree. Yeah. There's uh, luckily that's going away, but it's still pretty common. So common. I don't think it's, I have a leg to stand on there. So I think, <laughs> Uh, I think going forward, though, like the the auxiliary benefits you get from from the martial arts, like I said, so while you get it's you're building a skill, you can build a skill in anything, and you're saying that skill is not functional. You're not saying that you. So for the debate, you're debating that that skill is is less functional than like learning how to cook, and of course it's true. Like you're definitely like the odds of you getting into street fighter are way less than you being hungry at breakfast time. Like I totally yeah. agree with that, but yeah. the. Whether it's good or bad, and I'm, I have to argue only one side of this, um, <laughs> the, the, the auxiliary benefits of the confidence, the, uh, of learning your body, of moving around, they, and so they supersede, I think, a lot of other stuff. So if, again, again, we have to predicate this on the martial arts school being good. So my entire argument hinges <laughs> on the martial arts school is good. If it's bad, then it's bad. But that's anything. If you have a bad basketball coach, you're going to get fucked. If you have a bad cooking coach, you're going to poison somebody. Like, So I have to work off of the good side of this. If the gym is good and the person knows what they're doing, the coach is like active what they're doing, if they're doing it correctly with correct training and time, you're going to receive injuries about equal to, I would say, any other activity that's out there, any other sport that's out there, not activity, because you're going to get less injuries in golf. Uh, but 
if you're going through that, the other things that you get, like the mobility, the proprioception, the weight of your body, the ability to move, um, there's so many auxiliary skills that you get from martial arts that, that affect the rest of your life. Example, uh, a person I was talking to recently said they slipped on ice. If you, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if you have a martial arts background in a falling art, then th those break falls are actually way more important than any of the throws and anything else. So, like, the, that is true. The ability, the ability to move through this through space is so important. And m while there's other arts that can accomplish that, martial arts accomplishes that at a very high level. Even the crappy schools, if you're standing on one leg and kicking for points, that's still balance or proprioception. You're not going to get anywhere else. I I would point to yoga and CrossFit. You think uh, CrossFit's injury rate is way higher than martial arts? If you're if you're looking at the injury, but if rate, you find a good gym. That's true. But still, even then, you're doing you're doing reps for time at a high weight and rep. Like, their injury rate is high. But, okay, if there is a good gym, so I have a friend, Myron Cossett, so we have to play the game. I'm saying good gym, so you get to say good gym. Uh, <laughs> so we have Myron Cossett up here. His gym is great. There's People are still getting hurt. Like, it's way more than they get hurt at my gym. So it's 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 an insane trade-off. We're looking at, and I would say my school's good. So good school versus good school, right? Um, CrossFit's not teaching you how to fall down. CrossFit's teaching you how to do a burpee for time. CrossFit's teaching you that every every load you have on your body needs to move as fast and as jerky as possible. That's not teaching proprioception. That's teaching redlining. That's a different skill set. But I, but I also said yoga. Say if I took a style like Ashtanga yoga, my crucible could be finishing primary series in 90 minutes, and then I would move to second series. Right, And, and, so, and I, could, and I yeah. could do that. I've seen people do that into their like 80s and 90s. Sure. That I agree with that. That's gonna and that will help. Uh, the injury rate on yoga is much lower. The only reason what happens is like loose joints or weirdness. So which is fine. So I agree with that. But that's that's just you. You're learning it against another opponent, which changes the game. There's a second person in most martial arts drills. There should be at least. If there isn't, you're in trouble. Uh, so not only are you learning how to control yourself internally, you're also learning how to control your 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 locus of control exists outside of your body, unlike in yoga. Same thing. A yoga person slips on ice. There's no sun pose that's going to stop that from happening because they're not used to hitting that ground. I would say maybe those of us who live around ice should move too, but <laughs> if, if I get, I did a little bit of research, but one Good. point I'd bring up is that yeah. if I had a different hobby, I wouldn't have the weird stigma attached to me that I've had through martial arts. Like people won't, well, people, if I like walk by the time clock, people won't be like, uh oh, here comes golfing Joe, by the way, hey, your drive actually landed over there. But if people go, what do you do? They'll be like, Oh, I do karate. They're like, oh, get out of the way or he'll kick you in the head. Right. Pe people react kind of strangely to martial arts. Or like, if God forbid, if you wore like a martial arts shirt and somebody was like, ooh, hey, do you want an alpha male with me? And you're like, no, I just want to work and go home. Can we please do that? Whereas if I did another hobby, say, if I'm like, yeah, what did you do? I ran a 10K. I feel great. And you go, Joe, what did you do? You'd be like, I went to a South African prison knife seminar. It was <laughs> awesome. So That's, and, that's true. Yeah. And I, I've even seen that where people do that stuff with women. When I taught women self-defense, people be like, hey, Joe, I've only had two lessons, but what would you do if somebody picked you up like a sack of potatoes? My guy friend said, oh, you're training self-defense. You've had two classes. And they just grabbed me and said, what would you do now? I'm like, well, get new friends and send yeah. them to me next time, but don't tell anyone you train. Right. So you wouldn't have that stigma if you did another hobby. That's true, but I think that like – yeah, there, and that, that's that's a cultural shift, um, especially that's a first world cultural shift. I think if you were in a place where violence is more common, they would 
be excited about uh, stuff, but we live in a world. So I guess we're, if we're debating North American standards, I agree 100%. Yeah. But I would say globally, that's not the case. A lot of other places would be like, yay, here, you live in a dangerous place. Good for you for taking some kind yeah. of course. Uh, but yes, I agree. There's a stigma in uh, North America. All I own pretty much is martial arts shirts, and I definitely have experienced that. Um, <laughs> and when I used to work, actually, we'll put that in final thoughts. But okay. in final thoughts, we'll talk about my old job interviews. That was important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is a weird stigma for that, but everybody finds everything weird. While this is a larger cultural stigma, people, most people will be confused if you don't watch Netflix all day and get off the couch. So, yeah. like, and they're going to make fun of you regardless. So whether you're like, oh, here comes basketball Joe, like, if they, yeah. if they're, if they have that level of hatred for martial arts or any physical activity, it's going to supersede, right? Like, you write a 10K, oh, here comes Mr. Fit, he's going to tell us how to eat our broccoli, <laughs> blah, 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 right? So, I think that... That, that saying that people's douchebaggery only exists in martial arts is a false equivalency. I think it exists everywhere um, in any art, especially if you're trying to improve yourself in any way. People hate when you're improving yourself in any way if they are not. Possibly. Um, with a little bit of just um, not delving into self or not going off into self-defense, I would say if you go to martial arts, there are certain promises that you probably are supposed to get. Like you will get into better shape. And you will learn to defend yourself. Right. But I would argue that in some of your gyms, you could get into better shape doing another athletic hobby or some kind of other exercise. And I would say that, say again, we had some experience. Do most martial arts deliver on self-defense? No, they don't. And okay. uh, there's just there's just no, I can't. Uh, I can't. Do that. <laughs> uh, and I think I also agree in the fact that uh, the problems are kept, but that's expecting anything coaches coaches don't make you fit you make you fit teachers don't make you smart you make you smart so i think in any activity if you play basketball and you went oh i did a 45 minute pickup game so time to eat two tubs of ice cream and fried chicken then you're still not gonna gain it so there's so many auxiliary things that go into getting into fitness and people try and put it on one thing if you are physically moving for an hour and a half in anything you're gonna even go for a walk up a hill you're gonna crush it right so this this um so i agree there are there are promises that are given but those promises aren't mm, they usually aren't in martial arts unlike fitness where fitness like if you do my workout you will get in shape they are implied like you will get yeah. you'll probably get in better shape here so i think martial arts does a better job of handling that than other things and again that's always going to be directed by you as a person, right? Like you, I've seen people join a CrossFit gym and not lose weight, but they're super fast. They can do burpees faster. So they're improving. Um, so the auxiliary stuff is always going to beat that. But I agree with the false promises for the self-defense thing. Um, there are issues with a lot of marketing out there. That's kind of how I built my whole business. So I can't really say <laughs> no to that. Uh, but it's definitely, I agree with that 100%. So then I guess going back to martial arts are good. The reverse angle of that is, so you said the negative of the stigma. There's a positive of that stigma, too. If you're Karate Joe at the water cooler, people don't fuck with you as much. They might make fun of you, but they're not going to bully. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're less likely to, especially the uninitiated, right? If you're trained, you're like, oh, you got a black belt in what? Oh, in uh, Tai Chi Chuan from a guy named Phil Smith. Okay, good job, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, ooh, look out. We got a badass here. But uh, I think the general population, if you're using a system that is known, so belts, if you don't use belts and people don't know, if you're like, I've been doing this for 10 years, like what belt do you use? So yeah. the, if, if you have a black belt, I think the general population is, is going to be like, well, don't fuck with this person because of this thing. I think it's equal to, if not more than the making fun of you for doing it. Okay. I said, I, I said, I'd give him a, a shout out to prove my case, but yes. 
I would say there's an expression, you know, there are old men and there are bold men, but there aren't many old, bold men. Right. So in my case studies, there's a guy, I forget, it's like Wim or w Willie, Wim Demir. Yeah. Okay. Wim Demir. Right Wim Demir. Guy I've heard of. As I sit here holding the Wim Demir Randy's Law coffee mug. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Not this I, Randy Law. Keep going. No, no. But, um, Wim, without exaggeration, is one of the best martial artists I know about. That you know, like he's probably better at his fifth style than I'm at. I am at my primary style. But if you read all the stories of his painful rehab, I wouldn't trade that. I wouldn't say I'll be as good as him and trade for six months of rehab and wake up with my legs in full body casts up to my hips. So I think the end goal of martial arts, it's tough to look at somebody and say, well, he's 80 and he can still move as opposed to, well, when he when he had his own knees, he was a dangerous guy. Yeah, sure. If I look at the stats on anything, though, I would be paralyzed by fear and wouldn't do crap, right? So we can grab examples from anywhere. I wouldn't get on a plane. I, I wouldn't get in a car. I wouldn't. I, I'm right? going to say like, false dilemma on that one. Why is it a false dilemma? Black or white. So, hmm. You know do what? nothing or everything? That's fair. Yeah, all right. You know what? I'll, I'll allow it. Can I, uh, I'll secede my turn. Go ahead. Okay. I apologize. So, I apologize. Nope. I like your shirts. Very good. Got to follow the rules. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So my point being that you can only get you can only get hit and you can only get joint locked and thrown so many times before it will catch up to you. And martial arts is going to be a very difficult hobby to grow old in. Right. I, so you, you got a minute, so go ahead. So uh, yeah, exactly. So same thing then. Uh, I, I'm not going to say – I don't think it's a false equivalency because you're only saying one thing is, so I will do an equivalency. Riding a motorbike, people say the same thing, right? Riding a motorbike's a hobby, and they're like, it's not if you skid out. It's when you skid out. But people still choose to do it because of the benefits they get from that. And I think in this debate, that's the whole crux of this is the benefits outweigh the negatives. If you're going to get hurt, I'd rather get hurt doing something I love than getting hurt walking down the street being a sad, scared human being. Joe. You know, Okay, well, um, 30 seconds, so is that yeah. the, the final thoughts time? Or whatever you want. No, it's uh, 30 seconds is closing statement, so. Okay, sure. So if I did another hobby, I wouldn't have would have to be around people who call themselves warriors or sheepdogs. <laughs> oh, God, that's Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good point. You did such a good job on this. Uh, 15 <laughs> seconds left. We'll just leave it aside. I think that was an excellent point uh, for me. I still think the benefits outweigh the negatives. Injuries exist everywhere, and there's always weird cultural shifts no matter what you do. People are going to hate. Hate is going to hate. All right. And as you, as you kids say, one, zero. Perfect. Awesome. Me too. We're good. So right on the 20-minute mark, that was excellent. Oh, my alarm's going off here. So everybody, Joe, why don't, so we're going to go to final thoughts. There's a bunch of things I wrote down. You did a fantastic job on this show, by the way. That was very, very good. I, I, under, I underestimated you, sir, and I, I will never do that again. I will never do that again. So my my, uh, it, my goal was to just be clear and fast and not. <laughs> it was really good. I wish more of my guests were like that. So Joe, uh, I don't know if you have anything to promote, but why don't you promote to the listeners on the free part of the show? Oh, do it. Uh, I was gonna do. Or do you want the final thoughts? Or the final that... thoughts is later. So we do the oh, free okay. part here. The final thoughts goes on Patreon. So I right was, here my, you promote. My my final thoughts for, to people still doing martial arts are gonna be yeah. stop it. Go, get out of here. What are you doing? You idiots. Get to the chopper. Fair but, enough. Um, I don't really have anything for myself. Um, for anybody watching, uh, lately I've bought some really good knives and defensive tools from Fred Perrin. I've got the Fred Perrin shirt on. If you yep. go to his Facebook page, 
he's just out in the woods in France at an anvil making custom knives all day, which I think is pretty cool. That's, That's Fred Perrin's Fred Perrin's addicts. Guy who told me to check out Fred Perrin is one of the best martial artists I've ever seen, but more importantly, a really heck of a good guy, and that's Terry Trahan. He just started doing a new weekly column at a website called The Organic Prepper. Recommend you check that out. If I was still training and I didn't hate martial arts with a passion, um, if I was in Minnesota, I'd go to Bahadzubu Filipino Martial Arts in Minnesota. If I was in North Dakota and I wanted to do judo or nogi or whatever, I would go see uh, my son Dave, who I think is a better teacher than me, at Fusion Grappling in Fargo. And they're currently working with a really good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school in Detroit Lakes, Detroit Lakes Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I would also promote the violence dynamics and recommend everybody goes to the um, Randy King Live Patreon so you can hear me tell how I really feel about martial arts and we lose our clean rating, which I think you do. <laughs> I don't even like a clean rating anyway. So oh, okay. everybody, <laughs> yeah, this is not a clean show. <laughs> everybody, thank, thank you so <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to jump over to Final Thoughts again. Final Thoughts only exists on Patreon, $5 level. It gets you that level and the level below. Look out for a ton of stuff. Um, I'm releasing content nonstop right now. So jump on the Randy King Live community group. I'm There's constant stuff there. Great conversations. People are sharing. We're trying to, we're trying to find truth through discussion, not through flame wars. So hopefully everybody's doing well, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon.